Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, I'm Karen. I am Anne. And I'm Katie. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. Welcome. If we sound different today, we have to record via Zoom again, but... uh, yeah, it should be a normal episode besides that. So what are we talking about today? So this month we did my book pick, which was my first time reading Danielle Steele's Flying Angels. Um, I'm going to read the synopsis real quick. Um, World War II brings together six remarkable young flight nurses who face the challenges of war and its many heartbreaks and victories as unsung heroes in this inspiring novel by author Danielle Steele. This is my first time reading her. So the synopsis about Audrey Parker's life changes forever when Pearl Harbor is attacked on December 7th, 1941. Her brother, a talented young Navy pilot had been stationed there, poised to fulfill their late father's distinguished legacy. Fresh out of nursing school with a passion and a born gift for helping others, both Audrey and her friend Lizzie suddenly find their nation on the brink of war. Driven to do whatever they can to serve, they enlist in the Army and embark on a new adventure as flight nurses. Risking their lives on perilous missions, they join the elite medical air evac transport squadron and fly into enemy territory almost daily to rescue wounded soldiers from the battlefield. Audrey and Lizzie make enormous sacrifices to save lives alongside an extraordinary group of nurses. As growing up in the South, Prue, a selfless leader with a heart of gold, and Emma, whose confidence and grit push her to put everything on the line for her patients. Even knowing that they will not achieve any rank and will receive little pay for their efforts, the Flying Angels will give their all in the fight for freedom. They serve as bravely and tirelessly as the men they rescue on the front lines and daring airlifts and are eternally bound by their loyalty to one another. And that's as far as I'm going with that. (laughs) So, um, So overall, what were your thoughts? I'm going to go last. <laughs> um, I, it was slow and lacked detail, mm-hmm. but I, I liked the window being opened on these women's activity. Um, Nicely said. And I found it. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, that's all. That's all. <laughs> I found it disappointing because I was excited about the subject matter and the synopsis that we read initially sounded like exciting. I'm like, oh, I want to know more about this. But then we learned little to hardly anything about it. For a book that was so slow, it also went so fast that all of a sudden all these things had happened and you were like, okay, well, I guess we're in the future now a couple of years, or I guess that person's gone now, or, you know, it, 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 it sort of read to me almost more like a like a screenplay. Yeah, like it would make a good movie, and the, the it was story online, was, it was fine. Hallmark Channel. <laughs> the story was fine, but it needed to be fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's so interesting because there was like, I mean, all of her, so many of her books become movies, right? So that mm-hmm. writing style hasn't hurt her any. Um, but like, so much of it was like lacking detail but restating things yeah like when yes. Prue, Prue talks about her brothers all the time or like she thinks yeah. her thoughts drift to them regularly and 
um she just says the same thing over and over again yeah one brother is older and cautious the other brother is um reckless and daring okay we know that about that yeah <laughs> so you could say it a different way to remind the reader you could um give an example of how they're reckless and dangerous and or cautious and then we would like have some depth to the characters almost even the main characters are kind of one-dimensional I think there were too many characters I don't know why there needed to be six girls when I think the story would have been just as it well it would have been more effective in my mind if it had just focused maybe on like the initial two you have Audrey and Lizzie and we mm -hmm. spend the first half of the book with just those two and we develop like you know their relationship and we know about their families more than the other four girls that we're gonna meet but some of them we spend two minutes with like yeah um I think that this is this is a small main cast for Danielle Steele if I remember catching any of those miniseries in the 90s but she that's her style though is like a dynastic group of main characters yeah but I didn't love it <laughs> so I really only kept track of five I, I guess one of the characters was so was so small I really didn't connect with her there's I Audrey thought... and Lizzie the initial two uh -huh. there's Prue and Emma there's the girl Alex. from the south whose name I don't remember Louise. and Alex yeah. Louise and Alex is like the one that comes from the posh family but her family has all um, the orphans yeah see she spent all her time with it's almost like no way that's important went down yeah, Prue was with the orphans Alex was Alex the was the American family oh yes. yeah so I found I found a few reviews on Amazon and Goodreads that sort of pretty much summarize how I felt. Um, uh -huh. One star, shame on Steele and her team. <laughs> what a stretch to call this book historical three. fiction and a slap in the face to the history, honor, and memory of the real Flying Angels. This book, book is nothing more than a few key historical words thrown in an otherwise lackluster, boring book that failed to thoroughly characterize or link the six main characters. Yeah. Uh, this person read half of the book, wondering if Steele or her ghostwriter were going to get to the point besides elementary character descriptions. This book mm -hmm. is nothing but fluff to sell copies for an already accomplished author. Save your time and money for her real historic, for real historical fiction and for an author who actually puts time into research instead of just taking something inspiring from a time period and sadly winging it. <laughs> no pun intended. That yeah. was from a just unnamed Amazon customer. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. I I was taken in. I did, had never read Daniel Steele. I should have known. I thought, well, she she's written all these books. Something must be about it, right? Yeah, uh, I'm like, why should you have known? She's very popular and very successful. Yeah. And the cover, I thought this was a book about this real, real historical group of women who were empowering each other. And there was none of that. In fact, no. you know, there's mostly stories about white women with a tokenized black woman in the story who does get a key. I kept waiting for her story. She got a key part in the end, towards the end. But I, I thought, okay, the few times that she actually got into what they actually did, then it was kind of interesting. But, yeah. but barely. I was right. like, it was syrupy and saccharine and I kind of really hated it. And I think ever, I'll be fine. Right. It wasn't even saccharine though, because like 
like I wasn't attached enough to the characters to no. this I mean, was I, like I did care when the things happened and I think there's something to the abruptness when each of the people who died died because that's how it happened yeah I mean that but was that part still. was how they died was real so I mean that, I, it felt real my not my biggest complaint but one of my complaints is <laughs> is when those things died, yeah, it's like abrupt. If it were a secondary character that that happened to, then I would have been fine with it. But when Audrey died, it was one paragraph that said Audrey died. And it was like, she was our main character for 50% of the book. And you're just going to give me her plane got shot down and she's dead and everybody's sad. It's like, could you have told me that from her perspective? Maybe that would have been more exciting. Oh my goodness, yes. When it happened, I was like, okay, I'm, I mean, I was done with the book by then anyway, like not, not actually, but you know, yeah, in my yeah. mind, I was done with it. But yeah, that was extremely frustrating. I was listening to it on the cloud library and I had rented it from the library and it had run out when I was about halfway through my like hold mm-hmm. on it. And I forgot to get it again. And if I hadn't been listening to it for this, I would have given up. I was like, I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I wouldn't have finished it. Yeah. Um, but I so did. You listened, you listened at 1.5, Katie. <laughs> I listened at like 1.25 for most of it oh. until the end, and then I jumped up to 1.5. And the other I really wanted I to say was, you wouldn't miss anything, but I didn't want to get, give away my bad no, opinion. The reader was so slow. He was terrible. I made it to 1.6, and it finally oh. like made it feel like it was action. Like yeah. there was something happening. <laughs> and can we talk about if, for those on the audiobook? Can we talk about this a minute? If this is a woman, a, a, supposed to be a story about women empowering women, why is there a man narrating the audiobook? Yeah, I was disappointed when I started and I heard that. My yeah. other complaint about it is that he talks like he's narrating a documentary. Yeah, <sighs> it's so like that's this why, isn't like speeding it up with so much better. It's not engaging at all. No. Um, now, I like documentaries, but this was not even it's supposed to be a documentary. I don't know. I and I kept asking no myself. Bro. No, 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 no. I, I guess documentary is not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like but no, you no, you're a, right. You're right. I thought it was like when you go to like a museum and you watch like the little movie <laughs> that you sit down and watch at a museum and the voiceover, that kind of voice acting is exactly what it sounded like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I probably should have some questions so we're not all negative although one last can i say oh go ahead no no go ahead i i i enjoyed it enough that i like i said i was disappointed in it because i enjoyed the subject material and wanted it to be better because i enjoyed so much learning about like it makes me want to go actually learn about these people in real life Yeah. yeah so it was disappointing that it wasn't what i wanted i i I kind of hated it, but at the same time, I kind of enjoyed it for that aspect of it. So yeah, it's not a hundred percent bad. I would give it like two stars. <laughs> I gave it. I three. would, I would yeah. totally agree in that it the subject matter I had not heard of, and I did want yeah. to go. I do want to go and look up maybe a real story about about these women who served. Mm-hmm. You um, know, I just want to comment too, like you you frame it as they it was sold to us as a book about empowering each other women yeah um I found like the way that she described friendships happening completely unrealistic oh, yeah. about a yeah. huge group of women this is a bullshit 
you got to school and everybody's so happy and they're giggling together and just, just so happy. And, and all they do is talk about boyfriends. Right. And nobody's giving each other side eye and like, uh, up, you know, assessing each other, except Emma. But Emma doesn't even really do that. She's like, well, Prue said to be nice to you and we're friends. So I'll be nice to you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. This is fantasy romance at a junior high level. Yeah. And I kept wondering... But I read reviews of people were like, oh, I couldn't put it down. And it was so intriguing. And it was like, who are no. these women? Well, are these the I women mean, that never grew out of Harlequin romances? <laughs> I, okay, Harlequin romances are way better written than this. Like I stole <laughs> some of my sister's books when I was a, a preteen. And these were those were much more engaging. I almost thought it was like to a third grade reading level, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like, was, it yeah. felt like a very low reading level. And I wondered, okay, so this is a woman who has written so many books. And when I, I, I'd seen her interviewed on Good Morning America years and years and years ago, how she has all these children and yet she gets up in the middle of the night to write these books. But I'm thinking, oh, she's writing pretty much the same book and just picking a different care, a different time for this. It's almost like, here's my, my formula and I'm just going to plug in different time formats and the cover this didn't of the book seem like really a hard well book to write no no it's like she phoned it in <laughs> sometimes I was wondering if she was just trying to hit a page count like yeah. a word yeah. count or a page count I mean it's, it's interesting in that review you read that they mentioned a ghostwriter which is very possible like I hadn't yeah. thought about that because that's happens a lot with these like it's very possible she machines. didn't actually write it she yeah. just you know it, it. And maybe she's giving someone else a chance, but maybe that person needs to get somebody else as a mentor because this was not well done. Yeah. Okay. It so just so that we have, so we're not all negative. We already answered, what did you like least about this book? But maybe we yeah. haven't, maybe there's more, but first, was there anything that you did like, what did you like best? If there was a good thing, I think we might've talked about that, but just in case we didn't cover it, is there something you did you liked best about this book? I liked the potential that it could have been. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the yeah. best I can do. There's not that it I, really could have been a, actually. Enjoyed. It could have been an amazing book. Yeah, given the subject matter, and maybe somebody else will be inspired to write the book that this should have been. Right? Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't. I mean, there are details I like. Like I. I like Louise and I love that she becomes a contest. A I love her. Like, <laughs> um, she, the one from the, she is the one from the South, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Louise was my favorite. Was my, I did love Louise and I was disappointed they I did, like, that she wasn't written better, but I like I mean, Emma. Um, not, I didn't, I didn't care about Emma. Um, <laughs> I liked, <laughs> I liked Prue's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They seemed lovely. And I liked the idea of Alex. You know, she's yeah. she's, she's yeah. a completely unrealistic kind of person, I think, to be like, I hate everything and I'm going to go be so good. It's like, not everybody is so, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. But so, I, I guess I kind of liked her a little bit. I found did you get- Audrey to be completely oatmeal, bland, boring, yeah. yep. 100%. Yep. And Lizzie, I liked you know, I kind of, I enjoyed her probably the mm-hmm. most out of all the characters. Cause she, I think she was probably the most fleshed well, out. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I suppose I like the idea of Ed also. Yeah. But I mean, there wasn't much there. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, what other books did this remind you of? <laughs> it was like nothing I've read before. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read any other Daniel Steele. I kind of want to find out what like her best one is and listen just for comparison's sake to be like this was a bad one or this is just what it is yeah well, it'd be interesting maybe her debut or something was better right what's interesting about that is that there was re- there was a few reviews on either goodreads or um amazon that said that that from people who do read her regularly who said that this was a disappointment that this was mm-hmm. not like her typical stuff but I I can't imagine she would be as popular as she was if this was what it was I hope not yeah at the same time I I don't think everybody's always looking for some book that's you know 100% engaging all the time and and super heavy and I understand the idea of like a light read but this seemed like a weird dichotomy of a heavy source material and a fun light read that just yeah. didn't work together like choose a different yeah. like subject matter yeah this was it's supposed to be romance in a time of war but it seemed very it's disingenuous like when Prue goes around with all, each of them and they're all very like respectable women like there's yeah. no what did you say there's <laughs> not a slut among us <laughs> that is my favorite line I think yeah oh <laughs> Okay, uh, which character did you like least? Did we take touch on that yet? Audrey. Yeah. Of of the six main characters, I would have to say her. I mean, yeah, she yeah. she she was weighed down for the longest time because she was taking care of her mother. So, you know, but at the same time, I mean, she went to nursing school. She tried to get a little bit of her own life. But, but there was no, same- like, there was no struggle within her to be like, I wish I could go do this thing, but I have to take care of my mom. Instead, it was like, I'm taking care of my mom. I'm happy to I do it. I'm a nurse now. Yeah, I don't date because I don't like to leave her at night. See, yeah, I there was really- no, like, I wish I could live my nice, fun, young life, but I can't. Like, there was nothing. See, she's not, she's not a strong person. So I don't see her really being able to do this job. I see her freaking out the first time the bombs go off. And huddling in a corner and being kicked out. I don't see her character growing strength in reality. And that's a poor representation of caregivers because they're probably the strongest yeah, people you're ever right. going to meet. But, but what I'm saying is the way she's character. written is someone Absolutely. who is doing it begrudgingly, not necessarily someone who enjoys it. Well, she but, wasn't you know, doing it begrudgingly. She's like, I'm going to nursing school so I can be better. Like she was all in, but so yeah. poorly characterized. Yeah, yeah, I I agree about Audrey. I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> this is so terrible. I wasn't disappointed okay. when she when she died, but then it was like, I, I I was disappointed that that was it. Like it was like, oh, she died. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I guess I would have been madder if it was like one of the characters I was more attached to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Just like, 
what <laughs> feelings what feelings did this book evoke for you it evoked a lot of things actually because like this I mean to me it reflected the stress we're living under and a diff I mean we're living under a different mm-hmm. stress but yeah uh, when is this going to end when is life going to be normal again what mm-hmm, will yeah. normal look like um, the caregiving part, I, you know, I had that in my life. Um, the, it just like the, the stress and level of intensity to their and seriousness of their work, like those things all made me feel very connected to the characters. I just mm-hmm. wish it had been done better. <laughs> yeah, I could agree with that. Um, what did you think of the book's length? If it's too long, what would you cut? If too short, what would you add? It wasn't too long. It was just too boring. It was too boring. Like, you know, someone, a short, a gifted short story author to give you way more depth and and, um, world building in 30 pages than this book had in, what is it, 200, 250 pages in print? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my, um, my copy's at the studio. <laughs> it's on. Um, it makes me think of, um, I mean, it's a totally different, you know, genre, but uh, what did we read? The Ocean at the End of the Lane was like this big. It was tiny, but it yeah. had so much in it. So much. Right? Completely transported yeah. to that right. existence. Whether, you know, yeah. And on, I forgot how read... short that book was because I was so engrossed in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay any attention to length at all. Whereas this yeah. one, it was short, but I still wish it ended sooner. <laughs> it, I it wasn't just, frustrated. She didn't do anything. I wasn't frustrated it, by the length of it. It was just that like, okay, well, it's going to, I sort of felt like it's going to be over soon. Is anything going to happen? Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know what? It's the same feeling. Okay. The, the feeling I got listening, I listened to this book more than I read it was the same feeling as, you know, when you're in the middle of a, of, of a good show and they stop for commercial and the commercial break is way too long, but you can't fast forward through it. You got to just, it's like, where, when are these commercials going to end so I can get to the real thing? So yeah, that's what I felt. Commercial break. <laughs> yeah, this book was one long, extra long commercial break. Oof. I mean... But I mean, but the thing is, there were vignette. There were times where I could, where I really liked some of the characters or certain mm-hmm. things, but there was just so tiny little nuggets that yeah. I. Just, sorry, I don't mean to be. I, I'm trying. Everything comes around negative, and I'm trying to find something. You no, know, it's okay to just hate a book and yeah. On I it. really, I really yeah. hated this book. I just, I've all never hated a book so much. Book. Yeah, huh? we, we all finished the book. Um, no, I hate the old man in the sea a little bit more. I mean, I love that book. If I revisited it, it did drag though. Yeah, and it's it's real short. I just hate it. Hate it so much. But I've I've hated that. It's a man in a boat. I mean, by himself. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I if I had hated it for less time, maybe I would hate this book more. But I've hated that book for almost twenty years. (laughs) But that that's also sort of almost the mark of like a book. You're going to remember that. I'm not going to remember this book. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hate it for years to come because I'm not going to remember it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it I hardly lead. remember it now. I finished it yesterday. Yeah, it won't lead. Well, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can go back to the book I was enjoying. Um, 
And then I'm like, but if I do, I don't know if I will remember anything about it. Yeah, it's all going to slip through my head. Yeah. Okay, it so here's so much potential. Like yeah. you choosing this book on its description and synopsis, <laughs> great choice. Yeah, we were so great. excited. You could go back and listen to our last book club at the end. We were like, this sounds great. Yeah. So right. you know what really, really got me was not even the book. The, um, the, the cover page was so good. These women in uniform with a, in the, with a bomber behind them. And it looked like one of those black and white photos that were slightly tinted or colorized. I'm like, wow, that looks great. And this, that got my first attention. Um, and that's, I still love the cover, you know, yeah. the inside. I wish, I wish the inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that. Horror. I guess Sorry, you could credit Danielle Steele in that she has a good marketing team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Here's a here's a here's a here's a question to make you think. Okay. If you could put a playlist, a song, what songs does this book make you think of? If you could put a group book group playlist to represent this, I have no idea. I don't know. I got to think about it. Is there like a minute. very poorly renowned symphony that just goes da, 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 da. <laughs> a da, dirge. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of something, some kind of fluffy, meaningless song from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be something. I, I can't think of an example. Um, but you know where they paint the life as really sweet and rosy. Yeah. And it, you know, that's not real. That's not what people lived. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, what character, if, if there was a character in the book you would like to meet in real life, was there? Hmm. I'd like to meet Ed. He sounded handsome and he was yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> He's Irish. That's what I did I'd like also like to meet like... the Count. He sounded cool. Yeah. Oh, the Count sounded very nice. <laughs> Now the count um, of the countess in in like <clears throat> ten years when they're settled and they have lots of beautiful children and she's living a glamorous um, intellectual's life. I, I want some. I want to fast forward and visit with. Um, I was thinking that too when I finished the book. I'm like, it would be nice to hear what happened to exactly what you were saying, like Louise. Yeah, and like whoever. Her. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to read any more of it. I just <laughs> want to know what happened. No, <laughs> I would read a book of just Louise's story. Yeah, yeah, that would have been far more interesting because she got the best part. Okay, so Louise in the story part of part of part of her character development was like not at all. I felt like, and, and what would Danielle, I thought she was a token black person. And I re, at first I thought, why did she include her? Because she didn't really connect her to the other, to the other women very well. And I really wanted to hear more about her. So she, I thought her part of the story when it finally, finally came about was the best nugget. But I felt like uh, and then I asked myself, of course, what would Danielle Steele know anything about the life of a Black woman or a Black woman in that time period? It was like, I really wish that had been fleshed out. I wish she would have been given a bigger piece of this, of in, uh, rather than she was sort of shoved to the side until someone said, oh, you have six women. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this person. And then she got a part. I just. That's, that's kind of why. 
I mentioned, like, it would have been far more interesting if you had picked any one of them and made yeah. it yeah. the story of whoever, you know, yep. just focus, like, focus. We just need to focus, yeah. you know, because yep. it was also like, oh, it, you know, the concept of like the flying nurses and flying into, you know, battle zones and, and ex, you know, doing all these exciting things. Like that sounded interesting, but we got like maybe two scenes of that happening. Like we yeah. were with, I don't remember. I don't even see. I don't even remember who it was. Like we flew a couple times with like two different people. Yeah. But other than that, and it they didn't boring. Like I would have liked far more of that kind of stuff. They didn't hardly talk. If that was the thing that brought them together in the first place, besides training in San Francisco, for a couple of people, um, but yeah. They that, that they could have. She really needed a story more about what they actually did. <laughs> How about this missed nugget? How about so what? Have, How about this missed nugget? You have this dynamism of Lizzie and Audrey being best best friends, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, what's her name? Alex comes in, and now Lizzie and Alex are deeply bonded. Why yeah. is there no drama here? Like. When you that there was. friend dynamic happens, there's jealousy, there's finding yep. your your place with each other. There's none of it. Yeah, I yeah, there was no yeah. yeah. I mean like nothing it, nothing about real women's And you know that would have been there would have been yes. some meltdown. <laughs> yeah, there was no there wasn't anything. There were no scenes, there were no, you know, vignettes of any sort of like yeah you they go through this experience and in, in this traumatic thing but there's no bonding it's like oh I gave her a hug she was sad for a day yeah that's it not you just have this world rocking thing it, it yeah 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 also at the end is it Lizzie's other brother dies like yeah. at the very end it's like oh, do you need to hit a body count like why are we killing <laughs> him why? at the very end of the book <laughs> exactly it's like, oh, she said again. He wasn't okay. even the character. It's just like, yeah, they, they needed a certain page so count. The publisher probably required a minimal page count, and she needed one more paragraph just to push it over the printing paper. Oh. I don't know. It oh. wasn't, he wasn't even a real character in the book. He was just a, an honorable mention, barely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think? It, let, let's just assume that the ghostwriter didn't do it, that it really was the author. Okay. What do you think the author's purpose was in writing this book? What ideas was, was she trying to get across? Well, okay, she's writing about the women, young women of the time when she was a baby. <laughs> so yeah. they have to have been mythologized a little bit in her mind. Was she a baby? I think she's, or was she's, she... se she's 78. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. World War II. Um, so she would have been like, you know, she would have been born right in the midst of the war. Um, so like, like, I think maybe she was trying to pay homage to, to this myth, myth the myth of these women, mm -hmm. um, and sell books. I mean, she's getting, yeah, I think she's, she's not going to have, she's trying to get some money. She's, she's building the legacy for her. I think nine children is it? <laughs> <laughs> dedicated to them yeah 
character. I wonder if she knew someone or how the whole story even intrigued her to even pick this as a subject matter. If, like you said, if she was a baby, if she'd heard stories like when I was growing up, I heard stories about the depression from my great grandmother, what it was like for her to live as a young adult during the depression, Mm -hmm. great depression. So those kind of things, stories, you know, are interesting to me. I wonder if someone else to your family history, or maybe she, someone else brought the subject (laughs) up as a suggestion because it's, Mm -hmm. um, if you could hear the same story from another person's point of view, who would you choose? I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but. Yeah, um, I think I think I, I would I don't choose. Know. I like Louisa. Louisa is definitely a top choice. Um, maybe Emma. It would be my mm-hmm. other choice. Yeah, I would say any of them. Pick I would one. not have chosen Audrey to be the longest. I don't know no, why okay. it was. Like, like, and they it, needed you know, some sort of character to like you know build off of sympathy. And see them grow and like oh this is how I entered into this thing she didn't really grow you couldn't though. just jump into it but do we think grew. she really grew chosen... no I'm saying like yeah to to watch her story develop to the point where she was like I want to do this thing it could have yeah. been any one of their I yep. want to you know I've developed up until the point where I want to do this thing yep hers was the most boring yep like we could have seen Lizzie's she was like defying her parents and she was yep. you know going against their wishes and her <laughs> you know her fiance dies and like that's all like those are far more exciting things than Audrey who sits and we see a little bit of that because she's sort of like the co-main character but yeah we could have focused on one person yep. yeah they all had dynamism that would have been interesting yeah wasn't Didn't there one, one- was there was one the character that was um, a lesbian? No. But you okay. know what I really thought would be interesting? Would I be thought there was, though. Emma but I don't... and Lizzie. No, Emma and Lizzie both. Oh, my gosh. You just gave her so much more credit. Than... <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, so it's considered Lizzie... a wholesome, so I don't think her, her fan base would like that. But I, that would have been interesting. Would that Emma, not have been interesting? Yeah. Okay. So Emma and Lizzie both lost the love of their lives and they were um not interested in dating supposedly at all of course they're the two that end up paired off Mm -hmm. but just for like a flicker of a moment i was like what if they found comfort in each other there was one joke at the very end the very end when they're all like together again they're like hey we're getting married and it's like you're gonna get married to each other that would be silly it's like okay yeah Yeah, exactly that was it (laughs) see i thought that the what the gal i can't think of her name from england who had the really rough life emma i thought emma Emma might have been no she ends up with Prue's brother oh she delivered the diary but how much better would the story have been if that had also been in there? But she, that would never have been a Danielle Steele book then. You could have included a billion other things that would have made this book more interesting. <laughs> That's true. Like, how about, yeah. You know what? Um, Even though there was tokenism, but that's probably historically accurate that there was probably only one Black woman in it. Yeah. Um, or a very limited number. Um 
I was waiting for more racism. I have to say, I was worried there'd be more racist tropes in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not doing that. Or maybe her editor cut some of it out. (laughs) Maybe. I don't, I, when you said that, I was thinking sort of the opposite is like, I would have liked to see more of her struggle as a, the only black woman, a little bit more racism, not on the author's part, but in the, like the characters, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That would have given you something instead. It was like, it's fine. You're here. Yeah. Cause that's okay, cool. Not, just cause these girls are from the North. We know that that does not absolve them of racist ideals. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, this is great. We're fine with it. And then the only thing you get is like a snippet of, I think it was like, they exchanged looks with each other, but then they were like, this is fine. And it was okay. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. There could have been more there. There could have been. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's not a lot. There wasn't a lot to the stories, so there really isn't a lot to discuss. <laughs> um, uh, there is a question. What do you think about the author's research? Was it easy to see where the author got hit, got her information? Were the sources credible? I don't think she did much research at all. I, I think she figured know. out the names of a couple different airplanes. Yeah, that. and a couple different place like places and bases, and just plugged in the rest. Yep, that's all. I feel I feel like she did as much research as one could do on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. What she, kind of planes did, did they fly in World War II? Okay. May maybe she just re- I feel like she wrote a, a book based on one Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. Uh, discussions for a memoir, short story. I mean, this could have been a series. It could have been a series of short stories, honestly, because yeah, sure. the way they were so disconnected. Um, it would have been better because that would have provided the focus that we were all looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really did feel like short stories that she tried, but yeah, she didn't even really try to. They had yeah. a few things in common. Again. Short story writers, like yeah, this, short story writers this does are not have the artfulness of a short story in any fashion. No, it's a it's a, a outline that they put like prepositions and um art and verbs between, so just string oh. together. <laughs> That's what it, I'm saying. Like it sounded like a screenplay. Yeah, no, I I kept imagining it would be like a thousand times better if if you put it in the hands of other creatives. Yeah, um, yeah, like. Okay, this is a time of amazing clothing. Mm-hmm. So in their civilian lives, you could have given us just a little more description of their clothing. Like, I think I can only think of a couple of um, mentions of clothing, like the suit that she wears to the first day of nursing school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the clothes they pick out when they go to Hawaii. Yeah. And um, and then their, their drab light suits the movie or when they the went movie, to the like <laughs> wait a minute what country did they go to did they, did they go to england yeah i can't even remember yes. what country they went they're based out of okay. england so you know they must have i know shopping was difficult but but i've read in other books that of historical fiction of this time period that were much better they described what they called the apple cart upset which is um it took me a while to figure out what that was the this was from a different book that during that time, during that time period, 
because clothing was difficult to get. And she could have even said clothing was difficult to get something to at least. That's why she's borrowing her mom's suit or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, that. Um, wasn't on yet. What they would do is they would go to, they would, they would, you know, like a, like, like we have the yarn swap, they would Mm -hmm. have a clothing swap where the different groups of women would come together and try to swap because you've been wearing the same three pieces of clothing for a couple of years. And now you need something fresh. It may, it's still old, but it's new to you kind of thing. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been more interesting to like have them do that one night, you know? Yeah. Here's these six ones. Any sort of like like sleepover night, you know what I mean? Like showing them having fun with each other. And instead it was like, we're all tired, we're going to bed, which is like uh, honestly, I'm sure. But it would have been fun if we had seen them on an off day go do something fun together, all six of them. Like they were hardly ever all together. They were never all no. I mean, and you never even got more than yeah. Um, There was nothing really bonding the six ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hardly. And there were so many flight nurses there besides just them that it was yep. like the fact that we're focused on these six. And then at the end, it's like all six were together again. It's like, well, actually all 200 or whatever, you know, we're all right? together at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So to summarize, <laughs> our, in our review of Flying Angels by Danielle Steele, there was no real substance. She did not connect the characters. They, it was too short. It was too short for character development, but too, but no, not too short, but then she just did nothing. Someone else want to summarize this? Cause I think I'm running out. Of, there just wasn't even enough I to summarize. We, I think we've said what we've said, you know, it, yeah. I think we're just at this point saying the same things. It's, yeah yeah it is what it is i tried to find fine. more questions it wasn't but good. there wasn't enough content to really have questions about <laughs> yeah and that's fine mm-hmm. we don't have to love everything nope mm-hmm. nope but hey i read a daniel Steele, and i can check that off i try i was going to try to get uh pass this on to my mother-in-law and she goes oh i would never read her <laughs> oh really <laughs> She goes, I'm not into any of that stuff that she read. <laughs> and she's, she has another author that she highly recommends that I think I will do when it's my pick next time. So, okay. Well, one of I y'all wanted, can... go ahead. Oh, Who's I was going to say, I guess we could jump into what else people have read. Yeah. Um, I have been enjoying, um, I look up the author's name. He wrote A Man Called Ube. And um, the book I read finished recently was um, My Grandmother Says She's Sorry. Oh, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. Um, and then I'm reading Britt Murray Was Here. So that is Frederick Bachman. They are amazing books. A Man Called Uwe, which I read years ago, um, is this like disgruntled, angry man and then how he's like completely separated from his community but he opens eventually opens his heart and like becomes 100 percent connected with everyone around him and that transition is so beautiful and I like cried so much while I was reading that book my brother my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry same thing but a really interesting point of view it's told from this like incredibly 
intelligent eight-year-old's point of view. So it has that like Ooh. child innocence and lack of understanding, but you still are able to like connect with the adult's perspectives as well. It's so good. Um, Britt Marie is here, was here. She takes this very prickly, hard to be sympathetic character from my um, grandmother asking mm-hmm. to tell you she's sorry. Um, and now is telling her story. She's this um, completely ignored woman who like her sister died in a tragic accident when they were little girls, like 11 or 12. And then her mother like made sure the world knew that the wrong child survived. She was in between two brothers who loved her. She marries the wrong brother who mistreats her and cheats on her. And now her marriage ends in the first book. And now she's on her own trying to like find a place in the world. But she's still this like wimpy, attached wife who doesn't go anywhere without her husband, doesn't do anything without her husband, but she's trying to like find herself without acknowledging that's what she's doing. And it's really, really good. Um, I would give 10 out of 10 to all Frederick Bachman so far, which is amazing because by the time I get to the third novel by the same author, I'm usually like so bored with their style. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frederick Bachman, anything written by him. I try to read authors in like the order they wrote their books. Uh-huh. Um, but you could jump into any of the books so far, the, the three that I read. Um, and then I'm exercising, I'm calling it both um, like an exercise of control and discipline. <laughs> um, there is a book that's been around a long time. I stumbled upon it in, in November in a like Hispanic Heritage Month um, display. Um, the name is completely escaping me. <laughs> Do you want to circle back? Like, yeah, I have to come back to it. But yeah, so go on. What have you guys been reading? Well, I was going to mention that I, I've only heard good things about that author that you yeah. uh, were saying. Um, everybody else in my family has read a man called Uwe, except for me, apparently. So Ooh, um, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, I haven't read anything really this month. Um, I have a book that I picked up when we were camping in uh, Sequoia's Kings Canyon um, back a couple of years ago, which I was digging through books, boxes of books and I found the other day and it, it's um, a collection of 22 stories of John Muir's writings. So oh. um, it's called The Wild Muir. I mean, John Muir wrote a billion things. This was just, this is just a collection yeah. of 22 of his stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that I picked up one day when I was camping because I was like, this seems like a fun book to read. And I think I read it all at one point because it was in my trailer for a long time. But I just picked it up the other day because it's small little sections of stories that you can read in, you know, if you have five minutes to sit down and read. So um, that is the only other thing that I've really been touching on this month. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's I, I like buying books at the national parks and then I never get back to them. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Karen, anything else? Um, yeah. So I've been reading two books. I mean, I, I went back and finished up some some of the books by uh, Lee Bardugo that I'd started that I 
um, from her Grisha verse. But the thing I really enjoyed, and I haven't seen the movie yet, but, um, but I like film noir. So a book in the noir genre was really intriguing. Um, so mm-hmm. I was, re- I read Nightmare Alley um, by, let me see who's the author. The author is William Lindsay Gresham. And, and what intrigued me about it, because the movie is a Guillermo del Toro. I love Guillermo. And I love Guillermo, but I haven't seen it because I wanted to read the book. And the book is like, you can see the, it's like a black and white movie in your head. You could totally hear it and read it. And you know, the guy's bad news. And some of it is really racy. I'm like 1946 and they are graphic. I'm like, this had to be on a bunch of banned book lists because of the cause of, huh? I say that must have been before 1941 to 1945 when our nurses were were at work. It was 1946. (laughs) Oh, that's when they got racy. (laughs) So it begins with an extraordinary description of a carnival show geek. You know, he literally was biting the heads off of chickens. So alcoholic and abject and the object of the voyeuristic crowd's gleeful disgust and derision. Going about his work at a county fair, young Stan Carlisle is working as a carny, and he wonders how a man could fall so low. There's no way in hell he vows that anything will ever, like that will ever happen to him. And since Stan is clever and ambitious and not without a useful streak of ruthlessness, soon he, soon enough he's going places. Um, he has a mentalist. I mean, he's, he's bad news, but you can't stop watching him in your head. Mm-hmm. it's like this movie that plays that you play so i haven't i can't even imagine what the movie's gonna be like because the book was just like wow it really sucked you in um that and i am reading um grady grady hendrix because now now that i am into the horror horror genre the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires <laughs> by grady <laughs> hendrix I'm, gonna, I'm I'm a fan of Grady Hendrix. This is like the second book of his that I that I'm reading. Um, he the first one was that Final Girl Support Group. There's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. there's humor in it, and yeah, you, there's some of the characters you like. You know what they're gonna do, but you can't stop. But you, but it's very satisfying. Um, so yeah, so this one is about a a book, two different book clubs one that's very rigid and one where they just like to drink wine and hang out with each other and read books about horror. So, and killing and murder and that kind of thing. It, it's like if the, if they were all listening to murder podcasts. So, <laughs> so um, those are, that's what I, well, that's what I'm reading, listening to these days. I cool. found the title of my book. <laughs> okay. okay. Like Water for Chocolate, which is oh, a good I've been out that for one. a long time. So mm-hmm. it's written, the chapters are go month by month. Um, so I'm going to read one chapter the first week of the month. And it has, um, like, it says a novel in monthly installments with recipes, romances, and home remedies. So I'm going to try some of the recipes as I go. Yay. Well, that sounds um, cool. So that's the restraint is not just reading the whole book. And the discipline is actually doing this every month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's wonderful. January, cool. they were making um, these like rolls with sausages and seasoning mm. and like herbs in them. Haven't tried it yet though. That sounds good. Yeah. 
Okay, um, it's my turn to pick our next book. Um, and I wanted to pick something that was ro- like a romance um, <laughs> because uh, February because we didn't get you know, one this Valentine's month. Day, right? Um, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. So, uh, so I went to, I was in Target and I was like, oh, they have a book section I forget about. Um, so I wandered around and then I was looking online. I, my search terms were good romance that's not too smutty. <laughs> because <laughs> that was like exactly what I was looking for. Because a lot of romance can be. And I was like, yeah. it's either good or it's terrible. And it's either yeah. really sexy or it's, you know. So I yeah. tried to find a balance. I have no idea if I got there with this pick but um it is called heard it in a love song by tracy garvis graves um it, you can see the uh cover drew me in it's like this hippie looking lady with flowers growing out of her head um <laughs> it says layla hilding is a 35 and recently divorced Struggling to break free from the past, her glory days as a lead singer in a band and a 10-year marriage to a man who never put her first, Layla's newfound independence feels a lot like loneliness. Then there's Josh, the single dad whose daughter attends the elementary school where Layla teaches music. Recently separated, he's still processing the end of his 20-year marriage to his high school sweetheart. He chats with Layla every morning at school and finds himself thinking about her more and more. Equally cautious and confused about dating in a world that favors apps over meeting organically, Layla and Josh decide to be friends with the potential for something more. Sounds sensible and way too simple, but when two people are on the rebound, is it heartbreak or happiness that's just a love song away? Uh, I like it. Yeah. So it, it seemed not too heavy, fun, cute. That's kind of what I was hoping for for February. So Heard It right. in a Love Song by Tracy Garvis Graves. Okay. Looking for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let us know what you thought about the flying angels. If you have different opinions than us or the same opinions, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. We want to hear them. If you read it, let us know because I always enjoy hearing uh, feedback from other people as well about the same books. Cause sometimes I know the three of us tend to think very similarly about things (laughs) like that. So I would love to hear another opinion that if it was different or again, the same, um, and I guess other than that, we'll see you guys next month for our next book. Okay. Bye. Okay, okay. Bye, everyone. Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Leckervin Cazzoli, Katie Von Rader Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at Strings and Things Studio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com. 